and we're live. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Wes from the Today Well Lived podcast, aka the TWL podcast. Pa, 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 pa. Coming at you from Hollywood, California. Yes, beautiful Southern California, where I went shopping earlier today at the farmer's market. That is right. And today I have my co-host. Drew Garcia on the mics in the ones and twos. <laughs> oh, wait, we don't have ones and twos or a one even. Yeah, we have. We're just here with a bunch of microphones and a bunch of wires all over your bedroom. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, it almost looks like it's a scene from a BDSM movie. What is that? I don't know what that means. BDSM? Oh, I, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> don't act innocent. I didn't, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, what man. you talking about? <laughs> anyway, this, uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, uh, what do we usually? Oh, the, why don't you tell us what this podcast oh, is yeah. about? Yeah. So, welcome to the Today Well Live podcast. If you've never listened, if you are somehow stumbling upon this great, amazing content for the very first time, the goat, the goat, <laughs> the goat of all podcasts. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast chronicling the 2018 weight loss, or uh, we like to say. Alleged weight loss and transformations <laughs> of two average Joes. Uh, Wes and I are both just two regular guys trying to make better versions of ourselves. And uh, sometimes we do well. And most of the time we do poorly <laughs> or mediocre. So, um, but uh, essentially it's a conversation. <laughs> Everyone should look at Drew's face right now. He's like <laughs> trying to keep, <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face. Um, but essentially we're just trying to, to, to uh, to create a conversation because um, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, it shows about uh, self-improvement and bettering ourselves in more than just one di- uh, one dimensional way. Um, but for Wes and I, we're both big fat turds uh, and we need yourself, to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's not this, this topic isn't easy to talk about. Um, and so we're hoping that by being vulnerable and having that conversation, uh, on a podcast, and if you're listening to this, maybe you can start to to be able to confront your your own issues um, and just knock it off. Hell yeah! Or you could just listen to it if you're in shape and just fat shame us over <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> just to feel superior. Yeah, our handle there is TWL Podcast. We're never on it. We don't check it anymore. So <laughs> feel free to just fat shame us as much as you yeah, want. Go ahead, because <laughs> we're not gonna dare see you. It. Well, today is a little bit different for those of you who listen to our podcast. Uh, regularly on the last episode we said that we'd have a guest and we don't always uh, follow through on our promises follow through on our promises such as weight loss <laughs> but we did with our guest <laughs> so today we have a really good friend of mine uh, I've known him for maybe two and a half three years but uh, it's really funny to when you put it to when you actually put things in perspective for the longest time, we saw each other at least every week for like a good two and a half years because we're he's also in the comedy scene and we were in an improv group. We are in an improv group together uh, called Gringos. Uh, please welcome Albert Andrade. Hello, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the TWL podcast. That's yeah. my radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. <laughs> Coming late night at you. Um, yeah, man. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you for those uh, those those uh, listeners that, you know. For our 10 listeners. Yeah. Sure thing, sure thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, Wes and I performed together on a improv troupe called Gringos. 
Um, aside from doing a ton of improv across Los Angeles, I'm a, I work on an Adult Swim show right now as a post-producer. So I work in the post-production uh, world. Um, I like sushi, tacos. Uh, am I? Is this for prospecting dates? Am I? Is yes. This like a, this a is self-date exact, video. Yeah. The uh, whole, the I like whole, long walks on the beach. The verbal uh, Tinder profile. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Uh, <laughs> swipe right on me if you want a good time. <laughs> um, for those people who don't, who we have some listeners uh, that are in more rural areas. We have some people in like middle of Texas, people in Virginia, people in Canada that are avid listener listeners. Shout out, by the way, thanks for listening. Spain, yeah, uh, Spain, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, for us, it's easy to get caught in the Hollywood bubble and be like, oh yeah, post production. I know exactly what you do, but what is it that you do in in the world of uh, yes. entertainment? So, post production entails uh, everything that happens after cameras have filmed. Uh, you know most of the production uh we handle the footage we edit it together we uh uh lock a cut and we'll get some color on it we'll get some visual effects which are you know when Dwayne the Rock Johnson's jumping off a skyscraper it's not a real skyscraper <laughs> that's computer generated graphics wait what yeah <laughs> it's not a real skyscraper Those stop it i don't believe you <laughs> ruining child's lives right now yeah yeah so anything <laughs> that my life <laughs> Post-production basically uh, involves every th every aspect uh, that brings the, the film or TV or whatever thing you're working on together, whether it's sound, picture, and, yeah, just editing, stuff like that. That's very cool, man. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So um, basically you're saying The Rock does nothing? No, the, the, <laughs> the muscles on The Rock are very real. Those are real. I, I also heard he's, like, deathly afraid of heights. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. That he will not do anything that requires him being like above whatever. Like no jumping off buildings, none of that shit. But he rock. wrestles, or he wrestled, and he used to yeah. jump off the top rope into a fucking mat. That's like <laughs> that top rope is like ten feet high, though. <laughs> into, <laughs> into the loving arms of his opponent. Yeah, right? exactly. Hollywood <laughs> uh, Hulk or whatever his name was. That's kind of crazy. Hogan. That's kind of crazy because I was watching. I was going down a deep dive on YouTube and. Eventually, I ended up watching uh, that guy. You know that guy, James Corden, that does yeah. the uh, yeah. carpool karaoke. Yeah. Um, I guess um, Tom Cruise is is promoting Mission Impossible right now. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, usually he will not. You know, he's you know locked away somewhere in the, uh, the Scientology building down right. on Sunset. Yeah. And then when he has a movie, they let him out to to promote it, right? So he was on that show, and the, he forced you know the quote unquote forced uh, James Corden to go yeah, skydiving. Yeah, I saw I don't know about that. And when I was watching that, I was like, I couldn't help like because you you all these things that are coming out about Scientology, and you're mm -hmm. like, man, they're kind of they're kind of creepy. Yeah. And I couldn't help. I go, Tom Cruise is cool, right? He's like, he's probably shorter than me, right? But there's there's something about the the damn Five, guy. Seven. Right. I, whenever I see him, I'm like, oh look, there's Maverick, right? <laughs> 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 and they go up skydiving. And, you know, he just jumps out like it's nothing, you know, Corden's, you know, you know, he's crapping his pants on the way down. Yeah. And then they have the shot where he, you know, you know, Cruz comes in and he he's done it so many times that he looks. He's like just walking. I was like. Walks right this guy's into. guy's a walking, yeah. uh, a walking trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> he just, you know, he does this move at, when he comes in. Yeah. So he comes in real, real slick. Corden <laughs> comes in like and he dragging. like stumbles. <laughs> 
Well, Albert <laughs> sent me a uh, a video that uh, it definitely worked. If it was a promotion for Mission Impossible, it, it got me going because it's like about it's like he actually learns to fly a helicopter, right, and like do stunts on it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil Mission Impossible Fallout, but yeah. Tom Cruise uh, puts his own life in danger repeatedly throughout the film. Like there's yeah. a moment where he's hanging off the side of a cliff. That's not. Uh, CGI, that's real. He's hanging off a side. He does his own stunts. Yeah, yeah. It's I gotta respect nuts. him. Around. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta respect that man. Like he earned his fifty million dollars a picture. <laughs> well, goddamn right, you gotta respect fifty million dollars. But yeah. I'm saying, hey, Rock, yeah. <laughs> hey, Rock, you want Tom Cruise money? Yeah. <laughs> better learn, to, better learn to like heights. Tom Cruise um, did a, a halo jump, which is a high altitude. Uh, low parachute type thing so he jumped from the atmosphere where oh. there was no oxygen for the movie what yeah but he had a mask that provided oh, oxygen okay. but it's so high that you can't breathe up there oh my god are you are you like up in where that where like the the, the you know the those big airplanes the, yeah yeah, yeah. Where the atmosphere yeah. hits the space yeah Damn. It's exactly. <laughs> that's crazy you can keep your Hollywood stardom, man. That's when There's you're no just bored, right? You're <laughs> yeah. Like I've done everything. Yeah. Well, like, seriously, I mean, Nicole that guy. Kidman and uh, that other chick was my wife. <laughs> what else is gonna get me excited? I gotta, I gotta jump out of a, I gotta jump out of the space shuttle. That's so true. I also, uh, Ryan. No, oh, it was Jimmy Kimmel that talked. It was like an interview where he talks about how like. He's like, I get why Tom Cruise is who he is. He's so fucking disciplined. Like, I guess Jimmy Kimmel invited Tom Cruise to his party. And Tom Cruise was like, yeah, I'll go. And, like, he went, and everyone was drinking. Everyone was dabbling in, like, chips and all that stuff. And Tom Cruise would not touch a single fucking chip. He's like, even people who were on a, on a diet and they were like, you know, you know, I'll let loose a little. Like, they, you know, they, they ended up grabbing chips and whatever. But Tom Cruise would not fucking, like, he would stand right next to them and wouldn't, like, even be like, oh, you know nothing he's like i get why this guy is who he is like he's so disciplined wow. i wonder if he treats it like a game right like i'm i'm so getting ahead of all these people right now. <laughs> i don't know because he seems like a normal person in the movies yeah. but if you watch these interviews of him he looks like an alien who's he just really like it's amazing actor bro. like even he's when amazing. he's talking he's just like oh you're not talking like a normal yeah. person <laughs> <laughs> you're not even making eye contact this is strange dude it's so nuts man i'm so fascinated <laughs> by the whole scientology thing i think i've seen every video on scientology on youtube mm -hmm. and it's so fascinating i guess the 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 rumor is that they are like a hollow religion meaning that like the kids that grew up scientologists because of their parents are still in scientology in scientology and they're the ones that are like in the not the peace corps whatever their thing is where where it's their marine whatever um and uh, but they're not getting people to sign up anymore and the only reason why they seem like they're getting bigger is because they have to invest all this money that they made on Scientology into buildings. So they have all these buildings across the world, but there is no activity going on. Like it's just hollow buildings with like a bunch of books in it and like three or four Scientologists. Pretty crazy, right? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> given what I've seen on the internet about Scientology, I'm gonna say, hey guys, don't sue us. Don't don't throw <laughs> don't bury us. Oh in yeah, subpoenas. sue us for what? For mics? Yeah, for our five <laughs> microphones and uh, and uh, your dog. Yeah, our mascot Rocky. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, what else is new? What's 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 popping? What's popping in the world of Albert and Drew? 
Not a whole lot, man. What, we, what did we do this week? We got out yeah. to the comedy store? Yeah, we went to the comedy store Friday night. Uh, uh, our buddy Jesus, uh, you know Jesus Trejo. Oh, yeah. so funny! Yeah, He's so funny. He uh, he performed uh, Friday night. We went to like this. Uh, we didn't get to see him because it was late. But uh, it's like this all night thing where like uh, you go in and it's like fifteen minutes of like just stand ups and some of them are well known and some of them are like up and comers. But I thought that was really cool because you know I'm like trying to do uh more like i'm trying to do stand-up and so it was really motivating to see some of these people like uh bomb you know and i don't mean that in a, <laughs> a fucked up way i <laughs> like watching people fuck <laughs> up on stage so i can't be, if i can't be better than you i'll drag you down <laughs> no but uh but yeah it was like it was motivating in the sense that it's like oh it's doable because you know, much like improv or really any profession, um, you know, you only see the results. You see people like LeBron James, like fucking kill it on on the court. But this guy probably works out eight hours a day every day. Like he takes no days off. You know what I mean? I don't know that for a fact, but that's the same thing with stand up comedians is people like Louis C.K., for example. Um, and I'm only bringing him up because, you know, he's like uh, a big stand up uh and he would do two sets every day, every night, literally. He did that for, like, I think 10 years. Or he would do two sets, so he never needed to write anything down because everything was so fresh all the time that he just would, like, fucking, you know, just do the same set and be like, oh, I'll change what I did two hours ago into this, that, or the other, and the next day, same thing. So hmm. people like that, you think, like, oh, man, Louis C.K. came up over overnight and uh and the reality is is he put in you know 20 30 years of work yeah know? that's i mean uh i don't want to talk about tom cruise again but i am <laughs> because it, he's just so i watched mission Impossible fallout twice already oh, shit. and it just came out a few days ago but the discipline like this guy is putting his body through crazy stuff <laughs> just like insane yeah. Yeah. jumping out of a plane at a high altitude uh learning how to fly a helicopter like helicopter teachers telling him you can't do this specific maneuver <laughs> with only two weeks of training yeah and shut then, up i'm tom cruise <laughs> and then he did it he learned how to do that's it so crazy dude i'm maverick that's so crazy <laughs> he uh well yeah i said that on the video i said something like i said something like uh you know you need what three thousand hours and he knocked that out like in three months or something crazy and he just did it like eight hours a day every day for three months that's crazy for man. the movie like that's fucking discipline yeah i mean there's 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 different you know when you when you look at one person we're so varied in our in our biology <laughs> yeah well we're all this we're all humans right right but when you like if you put one of us and stand them next to uh LeBron James, for example, yeah, it'd be like those are both humans because that one, <laughs> that one, <laughs> they, it's like they're a, so different. It's an optimum, fucking yeah, like they're peaking mm -hmm. basically. And then there's us who can't fucking go a week without eating fucking donuts. <laughs> <laughs> my my coworker has told me some cool little details about uh, like uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. You know those actors yeah. who just have like remarkable bodies yeah. that. Um, like uh, Hugh Jackman specifically who plays the Wolverine uh, if you Dude. see him in those press images his veins are popping out yeah. and he has, like, he's ripped Yeah. but what goes into that is a pretty intense workout routine and like a lack of water 
leading up to some of the filming of these days. So the veins yeah. would pop up in pretty remarkable ways. So it's one thing to admire it and just be like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. But another part is borderline kind of like dangerous. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, and like he was also mentioning to me, some actors aren't that fit throughout the entirety of the year. They're, they only bulk up for specific projects Shit, like man. christian bell's like one of those who will put his body through stuff yeah. but he won't keep himself in peak physical condition if he doesn't have to but he did for batman yeah, yeah. well i think he also uh like had some permanent body damage i forgot what it was but i think he had some permanent body damage from uh, the machinist yeah so in that movie he uh, slimmed his weight so his stomach was basically paper thin at some point. So Have if you, you looked at him, movie? if you looked at him from the side, he looked like a skeleton. That's the one where he works in like a factory yeah. as a welder or something like yeah. that, and he just he's like bone skinny, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. It's definitely not healthy to go to have those big variations, but you just kind of admire them oh, to be able sure. to have that gear. Yeah, right? to say, all right. I'm gonna be a badass now until I, you know, to get paid millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I guess mean, maybe I'd have that gear too. Well, <laughs> well, if, if your profession oh. is your body, yeah. you have yeah. to. That's your tool. Yeah. So right. that's your career, basically. But, but think about Batman, right? Think about that move. Those movies, like how often did Bale have his shirt off? There was definitely some scenes, mm, right? Yeah. I'd be like, really? Can't we just draw it in, like on the, you know, you know, draw <laughs> me some abs? You know, I don't have to get that extreme. But like, yeah, if you're Jackman, yeah. You, you're the whole, <laughs> almost yeah, through the whole the movie. The guy's, thing, the guy's you know, shirtless, right? Well, and he's. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and he's like in his early fifties or mid fifties, right? Like to yeah. be that ripped, he like I don't think I'll ever <laughs> never say never, I guess, but pretty sure I'll never be that fucking ripped ever in my life. You know, that's just. I can. I'd bet money on it. You'd bet. You'd bet. How much would you bet? I will get like huge. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Let me see. All of my money. <laughs> I'm bet all of my money <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, to go what you're saying, there's this movie that's gonna come out next year. It's a superhero movie called Shazam. And wait a minute, you mean that movie that came out in '91? No, just no, <laughs> that movie doesn't exist. That's not a real movie. It's oh, Kazam really? by Shrek. Oh. <laughs> no, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What is that? What is that phenomenon? The uh, the Mandela effect. Yes, Mandela yes I just yeah. learned about yeah. that. Where you uh, a collective group of people misremember something and that becomes the reality for this group of people. So the Mandela effect. A lot of people thought uh, Mandela had died uh-huh. back in the '90s. Yeah, when he was in prison, but he wasn't. Yeah, which created this like theory that is there an alternate universe where a majority of the people think that he's alive and some people don't. Yeah. It's strange. You yeah. want to, you want to, you want to, uh, evaporate eight hours of your time, type in the Mandela effect on YouTube. Oh, I have. And then, <laughs> right. You'll be like conspiracy theory, black helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone down that, uh, rabbit hole way too many times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's fascinating. But the reason I bring up Shazam is because it's a new superhero coming out next year. And the lead actor, Zachary Levy, who played, uh, he was like a secret CIA agent in then yeah. NBC show. Um, but he is wearing a suit that is padded with muscles because okay. he's not physically toned. Mm. Um, so some, you know, some talent just can't get ripped yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so they are doing that. They're literally drawing muscle lines on his suit. I guess some people can't be fucking as great as Christian Bale or Tom Hugh Cruise. Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, I used to watch, I've watched a ton of comedy specials. One of the, one of my favorites and, and only because of that, that specific scene. Uh, Gallagher, remember Gallagher? He'd yeah. smash the shit. 
he used to do this thing, this this bit where he would have a boat on stage and he's trying to push it and he's like, I can't, can't push it. So then he goes into his chest of, of props and he pulls out this jacket and he zips it up and it has muscles and then he's able to push, oh, yeah. he's able to right. push the I boat. He puts a boat on stage? Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a fake boat, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's just like a I know, but that's for one joke. For one joke, <laughs> but I ah man, it was worth the whole the yeah. whole setup to me. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> buying a boat and they're like, All right, you're banker, what do you need this for? They're like, It's for a joke. One joke. <laughs> I have this great bit. <laughs> It's yeah. gonna kill. <laughs> it's the one thing I remember, other than well, this, there you the, go. And the, other than the the watermelons being smashed on yeah, everybody. That's the one. It's thing the I one bit that I remember, <laughs> and I, it it just makes me giggle every time I think about it. Because the way he, you know, he's like, ah, I can't push, and he goes, and he puts it, <laughs> and he, <you> know, <laughs> he does it. <laughs> oh man. Man, well, that's cool. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I, I appreciate it. We're not wrapping up. I know that sounded like, oh, yeah, we're wrapping up. But uh, I guess we never got to thank him for coming on. Yeah. We just went right into it. So. Yep. I'm taking off, though. So <laughs> appreciate the send off. <laughs> Beat it. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so, yeah. So we went to the comedy store on Friday. That was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. We actually uh didn't drink we there's a two drink minimum but we drank coffee and we drank uh, water you know i one of the one of the things about going to any comedy show is that when especially when you're big fat turds uh <laughs> is you're you you do not want to sit too close to the stage because especially when comics are not developed where they they can stand on their own they're like oh the room's the room's not feeling my jokes yeah right uh, oh, look, there's two big fat guys. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got there a little early. So, like, I felt like they've pushed us towards the front. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, this is our backup. This is our yeah. <laughs> break in case of emergency. Uh, pull this handle. Um, but the overall experience, I've been to, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this. I've been to a lot of comedy shows. Um, but I've never been to an actual comedy club like that, right? I've been to the improv. To see acts that are already polished, yeah, like Gabriel Iglesias, Carlos Mencia, right? Um, Boo, Carlos Mencia. Yeah, hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as I was saying it, as I was saying, it, I was like, Bleh. Uh, so we're on Team Joe for that, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was interesting to see comics that were very raw. Right, yeah. that are just up up and coming. That that first guy, especially, I don't want to say the name. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was it was it was rough, right? Yeah. And 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 we talked about this right after the show. Is that you when you when you go into a show, you're like you want to laugh. You want them to be funny. You yeah. want them to be good. But there's this, I, at least for me, there was this part where I was like, why am I smiling? Like yeah. I had this forced grin on my face, yeah. and I'm like, no. Yeah. You gotta make me laugh. Yeah. Well, the thing with that guy is he—you uh, could obviously tell he was like not as good as other ones, but he did have one thing that you know a lot of amateur comedians don't have is that he has the confidence. Like he just fucking muscled through his set, even though people weren't laughing. You could tell, including myself, you could tell like newer comedians, like, and that that goes for improv too. You know what I mean, like when you're newer and you don't get laughs you start to fucking like like freak out you're like oh my god i gotta start oh i'm watermelon man and you start <laughs> yeah. doing all this crazy shit he sat there and ate that bowl of shit yeah like he like it was the best thing which that was very impressive <laughs> yeah, man i was, I was like man this guy did not hit the panic button he like just pushed through mm-hmm. he switched material got a, a few more laughs but like that right there i respect a lot and that's what i mean like mm-hmm. you know even the people that bombed i was really impressed by you know? yeah and then it was great to see how 
you see that first and then when you know the later you get in the night you start to see you know people that are just they're just funnier right yeah. they've been doing like eddie pepitone was up there yeah and because we saw that guy eat it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then when that guy come up you're like oh yeah that's yeah, what it's supposed exactly. to, that's what that's supposed to look like right yeah yeah and what you're saying when comics uh turn to the audience and start mm-hmm. you know like preying on specific yeah. members uh oftentimes that's rooted in a lack of confidence because they their material's bombing right so they have to sort of yeah pick at the audience which is uh you know hit or miss depending on the strength of the comic but yeah. if, if if they're weak and they're nervous and they lack that confidence yeah ooh, that's when the audience yeah. really turns on them for yeah. sure and all, all all but um most of them did right yeah they most of them did um Pepitone was making fun of Sant- the guy that came up before him, the the actor, the guy that's on, oh, yeah. right, yeah. Andrew Santino. Um, <laughs> he was busting his balls the entire time yeah. because the, the guy came up, uh, Andrew Santino. He's on I'm Dying Up Here. He plays yeah. uh, I think he plays Bill Hobbs or something. Mm. Like, I forget the, the the character name. Um, and that guy came up with a plan, and there was this like, this this kind of awkward couple up in the front. Yeah. And every time he'd ask questions, the you know most people are trying to avoid like. Don't look at me. That guy's like, yeah, yeah, let me. Oh, I got married, and let me tell you, like, oh, you know, he just kept going into a lot of detail. And the yeah. guy was the guy was genuinely a cool guy, but he was people were just laughing because in, in he spent ninety percent of his set just talking to this couple. Yeah, right? and he made he made it gold, right? It was great. Oh, for sure. But he never really got into his own into his material towards the, just towards, towards the, the end. very end. Yeah. But I think he just rode that wave out. I I think that guy probably could hold his own. He just decided you know what this is this is great this is i can't i can't pass this up yeah but he was the thing with uh is it andy andy santino or andrew what? santino andrew yeah. yeah the thing with him is i feel like he got into audience work uh like he, it was an opening bit yeah and then it was so good that he just stuck with it it wasn't like he like shat on that guy or shit on that guy he was what he did albert is he like came up and he grabbed the mic and he like put it to someone which was that dude and didn't say anything like uh andrew didn't say anything he just held it there and the guy was like hey what's up and like he like (laughs) andrew didn't do anything and he's just like uh want me to say something funny and then like he said a couple of things and like he just kept talking and talking and talking and like andrew just sat there yeah and then finally the guy got nervous he was like uh, uh i don't know what you want me to say and then like andrew grabs the mic he's like it's not easy right <laughs> right <laughs> like people <laughs> fucking lost it, yeah. it dude wow. but it was like you know he wasn't like directly taking a jab at him he was just like oh but then like you know he was really nice i feel like he was like hey he did, where are you right? from like, you know i felt like at any moment he could have like just turned it on just turned turned on them and just fuck you know yeah. you know just been really mean because they you know this is a they're out of towners, right? They're yeah. from New Hampshire, and they he made fun of New Hampshire, and they're just, you know, they're 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 high school sweetheart. I mean, it was it was kind of, and he never really, he just kind of let them make fun of themselves yeah. in a way, yeah. right? He and never they, went deep on like yeah, personal shit. Or and anything. they were they they were uh, they had a good sense of humor. They they could have been like, um, you know, I'm just gonna pipe up. Don't don't look right. at me anymore. Um, and it just went really well. So yeah, you know, I I uh, it was really nice of him not to to screw with them i think if we were sitting there he would be like ah yeah big fat dudes <laughs> has that has that ever happened where you guys are the subject of a comics insults or i've always avoided the front row i the fact that we got escorted so close i was like yeah. are, are you sure dude <laughs> you sure you want to see because <laughs> they, they they walked him in yeah. and i'm like what, what i thought we talked about this we're gonna sit in the back right <laughs> 
I'm like, what are you doing? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really, personally, I don't really care because I don't, you know, not to say that you do, but I don't take myself too serious, especially mm-hmm. like doing improv. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, they're trying to generate laughs. Like, I'll go with it. I don't care. We got uh, we got some attention, right? From a little that, bit, jo- yeah. that lady. That she, she she made a couple cracks at us. But yeah. uh, I was just at that point. You just got to eat it. You got to be like, yeah, that's right. I am. Yep. I'm very fat. Yeah. Yep. And then, <laughs> please she didn't say anything break. about like being fat, though. She's like, oh, these two uh, big dudes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She didn't like fat shame us. Yeah, she just, yeah. you know, so those are big dudes. Like, it'd be like, oh, look at those black dudes over there. Right? It was also <laughs> like, honestly, I probably would have like, if I was a stand up, I probably would have acknowledged us, too, because it was at the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And they sat everyone directly in front of the stage and they sat us to the side. With no one around us. Yeah. So it was like... <laughs> we were like on an island. It was awkward. You know what I mean? So I'm surprised... Like, I would have been surprised if they, if she didn't or someone didn't acknowledge us. Because yeah. it was weird. I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, should, uh, should we just uh, dig into our... Uh, our uh, weeks or yeah um well, let's give uh let's give albert a chance to talk about why he wanted to come on oh man if you give albert a chance man this guy will fucking talk oh to here we go <laughs> i'm on my soapbox everyone <laughs> all right wes drew turn off your mics this is the albert o'clock we're gonna talk about me 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 <laughs> Uh yeah man so uh so you've been listening to our podcast right uh, regularly yes. yes so uh actually uh your podcast inspired me to become active uh, create some fitness goals uh, it was around the same time my neighbor was moving out and he gave me uh some dumbbells uh, oh, a, a cycle machine just like a lot of like uh just home exercise equipment and that was around the same time that I found out about the podcast, subscribed, was listening to it consistently, hearing your guys' journey, was just a point of inspiration for me to, uh, you know, cycle every day. Yeah, uh, that's dope. Practice the dumbbells, investigate. But to be honest, I put a very uh, limited effort into that just because uh, it's so foreign, just jumping into working mm-hmm. out after have never worked right. out before. It's just a pretty r- remarkable change. Um and like most, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people experience this when they uh, begin, uh, uh, you know, Happy New Year, my New Year's resolutions to lose weight, yeah. become fit, and people fall off that um, that journey. And yeah. it's real. Like, it's so hard to stay committed and stay with it. Um, and that's what happened. I, I, I sort of, like, took a break from listening to podcasts in general. And I also stopped wow. working out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Turned us off. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we, yep. s- we could probably see that on the on the yeah. metrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look there, Albert. Where did Albert? Right at episode nineteen, we took a dip. <laughs> Thanks, Albert. <laughs> but the thing is, like, that's part of the accountability. It's it's part of the the process. Is you know having a routine, listening to a podcast. Oh, reminding me. Oh, I should uh, continue with my working out, monitoring mm. things. Um, and, but I, I dropped off. Um, it wasn't until recently about a week and a half ago that I had sort of an, a moment of epiphany when I started listening to the podcast again. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I have a coworker who's a pretty intense gym rat strength trainer. And I also reflected on, uh, where I was in life. Just, you know, like it's the middle of the year around the June, yeah. July, you're sort of reflecting where you're at for 2018. Yeah. And I noticed that I had gained about 30 to 40 pounds 
in the past six to eight months. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, man. Wow, dude. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I see you regularly, but I cannot. Honestly, I'm not just complimenting. I would have told you something, but I cannot. Too. It's it's all in the midsection. So oh. I that's pretty much hidden for the most part. Yeah. And it, like a multitude of reasons developed, like went to this, uh, this uh, weight gain. It was uh, some emotional turmoil at the end of 2017. Weed becoming legalized in California. Mm, yeah. So... Uh, starting to smoke weed on a oh, weekly yeah, for basis. Tony Kush, bro. But that's the thing. The mu- munchies are real. I would binge eat every time I got high. Oh, I would Postmates or I would go to fast food places oh, and God. get a ton of food and binge eating. I didn't realize. Like the thing is, like I always, I like I have or I had. I'm confronting this a eating disorder. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't come to terms with that because I'm like, oh, I'm just high. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I, I weighed myself. I'm like, oh, I've gained a lot of weight. Yeah. I'm out of breath. Even like my only form of exercise, uh, Wes and I would do improv together. And like, sometimes you would be active on stage Physical. Yeah. and I would find myself just being like, oh, whoa, this is yeah. a workout. And so it was just like this moment in the middle of the summer reflecting on, of 2018, just realizing that I had uh, developed a pretty unhealthy relationship with weed mm-hmm. that I developed binge eating, um, that I wasn't being active and I wasn't holding myself accountable in the form of listening to TWL or just the one and only TWL, the goat of podcast. Yeah, no, but in all seriousness though, man, thanks for sharing that. That uh, means a lot that a, you listen to our podcast and B that you would share your personal story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's what this whole part, that's why I asked to be a part of it because I see you two sort of sharing your journey, which is hard. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, to put yourself in a vulnerable position like that, mm-hmm. to be public about that. Because the thing is everyone uh, struggles with fitness and health and weight in, in all different ways and whatever relationship you want or whatever uh, goal you want, everyone sort of, it's sort of taboo. It's almost like talking about sex. It's mm-hmm. like you don't, you keep it in the, right. like in the, in your own private space. But like listening to you guys talk was definitely a point of inspiration to sort of jumpstart back then, uh, like a few months ago. And then more recently, a few weeks, which is what I wanted to talk about. Nice. Um, so my, my, my coworker who's a gym rat, I was briefly telling him that I'm like, I gained a ton of weight. I just need some help. Uh, I don't know wh- what I should do. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, he like his eyes just lit up <laughs> and he's like, give me the weekend. And then Monday comes and he sends me uh, a lengthy email, uh, a workout routine, a structure, basically days one through four. Each day is broken up in targeting specific muscles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you're trying, I don't know what your goal is. But strength training can almost like address all of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to lose weight, you will do that while also toning up your muscle. Right. And so he developed a workout plan for a novice who doesn't have any experience working in a gym or no. working with machines or anything like that. And uh, with that, I signed up to a gym membership at YMCA. Oh, uh, nice. I have, uh, I'm counting or just not counting, but like keeping track of my meals and seeing that I'm providing myself with the proper food intake and not binging, but also bringing in the correct type of nutrition into my body. Right. Uh, Lean proteins, cutting out saturated fats, uh, really limiting on my sugar intake because I'm pretty sure I have a sugar addiction. I think most of America does. I think most of America does. 
Did you say sugar? Sugar. <laughs> where? Where? As we're stuffing down a fucking <laughs> yeah. Snickers. I was hoping to have one of these donuts that you had, but the box is empty. <laughs> you guys literally licked the box. <laughs> Wes? Did you we, eat all the donuts we, already? We like to recycle, so we're going to take the box back to the uh, California donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen... You should have seen the meals we had leading up to these oh, damn man. podcasts. Yeah. We it did was... a bang bang. Hey, by the way, <laughs> I heard on the radio, which is very dangerous. I'm not going to lie. My go-to uh, chocolate bars are Snickers and uh, Twix. I don't really eat them often, but when I want to treat myself, you know, uh, I've said this on the podcast, like sweets has never really been my problem. It's been like drinking and carbs, basically. Um, but Snickers came out with a caffeinated chocolate bar. What? Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that could be dangerous yeah. for me. That's I mean, like the, the four loco of candy bars. Yeah, right? It's like sugar and fucking caffeine. Yeah, so I'm uh, right, going to stay away from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find Wes in a gutter. Yeah. Which, <laughs> so rim of chocolate around his lips. <laughs> so have you started the, the workout? Yes, or so I've been, I've been uh, committing to this workout plan for the past two and a half weeks. And honestly, the big thing that has helped is having that structure. Mm. Having this, this person sort of guide me through it. Uh, in the email, he has the specific workouts. And he has alternatives if I can't do those main ones. Oh, he damn. included uh, little instructions about doing pyramid sets and how to gain or add weight or lose weight or not like add uh, uh, the weights yeah. to the machine. Yeah. Um, he had uh, YouTube links to tutorials on how to use the machines, how oh, to do so proper dope. form. And mm-hmm. so you go into the gym now and it's like, oh, this thing that was so intimidating, so scary because you just see fit people doing machines knowing what they're doing now i have some knowledge to go in and have a plan and that was always lacking that was something that always scared me yeah like hogging a machine trying to learn it while like this buff dude's like you almost done you almost done homie how much much more you got i'm like i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) i see you walking in and you're like calling everything out you're like oh i see you doing the squat rack great great that's good for the glutes I know because I saw oh, it on man. YouTube. I, I walk through those and I see people's form all wrong, and I'm like, "Dude, you're fucking up your back." Dude. That's I was so just gonna ask, do you feel superior yet? <laughs> I don't feel superior. I just feel knowledgeable, which yeah. is like a, a confidence thing. Like it really yeah. helped me. Like I, I don't have any qualms about being like kind of a twig. I'm like really slim, but there's no muscle mass on me mm. at all. It's just bone and, like, fat. Yeah. And, like, there are buff people in gyms, but that doesn't really intimidate me because I'm, like, on my own thing. It was always just, like, this thought that I was inconveniencing other people by hogging machines that I didn't know how to use. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you paid for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. We were talking yeah. about this the other day. Uh, I think it was last episode was, um, like, when I see a buff person, like, you know, people that are clearly, like, you know they're 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 strong yeah. right and they're throwing the weights around those people don't intimidate me because they're going for something very specific yeah the people that intimidate the hell out of me are, are when you when you walk in and you see a real athlete right and yeah. you're like oh shit that's like, like lebron a, james that's you go to the yeah. gym with lebron james no no wait <laughs> you're a laker yeah <laughs> yeah no. when were you in a few years ago i could have been a few years ago i could have been a laker <laughs> 
As bad as they were. Yeah. <laughs> but you were <laughs> saying could have made the squad. Yeah, no shit. I'll start. <laughs> could have been. I could have been a MVP of that of that team a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, no, um, uh, we talked about. Uh, there was some some athlete, some some uh, probably a college athlete uh, yeah. lady, and she came in and she was just like, "Holy crap!" Like everybody was just like, "Get out of the way!" Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody for real is here. Right? <laughs> We're all just here pretending. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it's it's a completely different uh, feeling when you see somebody that's like, oh shit. Right? Yeah, they're legit. Like, yeah. uh, well, by legit I mean like have maximized their use at that gym. Yeah. <laughs> they're maintaining <laughs> yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. They've part, already part of the reason I chose the YMCA because I checked up a, a few other places. Uh, that was the gym my mom had a membership to when I was growing oh, up, yeah. and she would take me to that facility. So there was already a built-in familiarity yeah. with that gym. But also, I checked out other spots. YMCA attracts, at the times I go to the gym, very old people. Really? So oh, okay. you're not in there strength training with people who are athletic or sh- strong yeah. for that matter. You're working around your abuela and your <laughs> your deal who's just like got a bad back. And it's like, I don't feel threatened. So I feel, feel comfortable. The, so that you was feel a, like The Rock? Basically. Oh, <laughs> I am The Rock when I'm in there. <laughs> La Roca. Like Tom, Tom Cruise jumping off the second floor into the exactly. right into the squat exactly. rack. Yeah. yeah, I pushed this old lady <laughs> off a machine because I needed to go through my, uh, my routine. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, you don't forget this. <laughs> you see me coming, you just get out of the way. Yeah. Senora. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's also like, that was part of the decision-making process that it, that went into account. Like, I need to feel comfortable so I can make sure my form is correct and that I'm doing these things correctly, that I don't feel pressure. Yeah. And in a room where everyone is kind of slow and doing their own thing and it's pretty sparse, it's not that many people, mm-hmm. that was a big reason I chose the YMCA because... One, there's not that it's not it's not popular. It's mostly for families. Yeah, the peak hours are when kids are out of school because they go to there, and then the elderly who are there usually in the mornings just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's great. Like there's not I'm not competing for machines with a ton of people. Yeah, yeah. I go to uh, Gold's Gym in Hollywood, and uh, for me it's the opposite because uh, I don't know if I've ever talked to, uh, about this on this podcast, but. I think I talked about it with the fitness, the the CrossFit uh, women. Um, That really inspires me when I see really fit people because I'm like, man, like, I want to be like that. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe not as fit as some of those people because they're like, any time of day I go, they're there. Um, But uh, I've never – it's funny to hear that, what you're saying, Albert, because I've never been intimidated at the gym. And I think as you were talking, looking, thinking back, like – I've been doing like gym on and off, by the way, but like all the way up until I was like from 15 to like maybe like 24, 25 years old, I'd been going to the gym regularly because I played baseball in high school one year in college. And then after that, I kept with it and then I played soccer and all that stuff. So that's never been like a, a problem for me. For me, it's been more about like actually getting the work done, you know, like for the longest time, it just seems kind of like, cause I, so like once I stopped playing baseball, I started playing soccer and that's fun to me. That's like so much fun. Cause you're outside, you're running, you're trying to like, there's a, there's, there's a, uh, what's a, what's a word I'm looking for. There's like a point to it. Like there's like a purpose, like you're trying to win this thing. Whereas when you go weight training, there's no like, 
there there's no sense of accomplishment if you will i'm long term i'm sure there is right like you live for a year and you're probably going to go from 100 pounds to 220 but i guess that's why i like the gym is so like not motivating for me you know oh it's not motivating yeah it's not interesting yeah yeah i mean just going there i it's just helpful for me to have a structure having a structure is so important for me it just applies to my uh personality i'm very type a like i want to make sure i go in with a purpose have a mission plan yeah and it and like just doing it for two and a half weeks i don't see or feel any results i mean i think that part just continues i mean i feel general uh energy throughout the day yeah just having that activation in the morning and having just like less reliance on food throughout the day Mm -hmm. um but aside from that like it, it, it really is just structure and having machines there that I'm like, oh, yeah. there's diagrams. Like if today's shoulders day, these are the machines that highlight the what shoulders. Part? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do these and apply that to my workout routine. Yeah. And I'm done in and out an hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, and just to clarify real quick and, and uh, uh, what motive. So it's not motivating for me to go to the gym and the act of actually lifting weights or whatever I'm doing. What's what keeps me motivated when I do go to the gym is the people there like that doesn't intimidate me it actually like motivates me to be like oh these people are doing it clearly it works i'm gonna keep doing it you know what i mean yeah you know and that's i'm glad that we're talking about this because i think um just like you know i'm glad that we have this third voice now because you know when we started this show don't give them too much credit. Hey, Wes, can you turn off your mic? <laughs> Stop <laughs> talking. You're, Thank you. I think we're replacing Wes. You, cool. Can you do this? Hello, time? this is the Today Well Lived <laughs> Podcast with your host, the boastest Albert Andrade. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. So, you know, Wes and I have two very different experiences uh, about being overweight. Wes was a thin, athletic guy. And then just decided he'd want to be a big fat guy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that. And then he went deep. <laughs> then he went deep. I've I've been a big fat turd my whole life. Um, and <laughs> and so that's two different sides of it. But but you know you're a structure guy in the gym. You're gonna you. It sounds like you just like to you know you punch list, get it done, boom 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 boom. All right, I'm done. This guy wants he needs to have something to look forward to, right? So yeah. maybe, you know so that's and then the reason I'm bringing this up because when I go to the gym. I feel like I need a, a tribe, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why, like, I, I like going to classes because you start to get to know everybody and then it's like, okay, we're doing this thing. And that, that I just reckon, well, not, not necessarily that I just recognized it, but just put it together. Um, so, I used to be a uh, musician. I used to be a trumpet player in high mm-hmm. school. Oh, me too. Oh, really? I used to play trumpet, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, brass, baby. Yeah, brass line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my my band director could not get me to practice my horn unless there was some performance coming up. Right. Or mm. I was challenging somebody for first chair or whatever. I just wouldn't practice, you know? And that's why I was a mediocre, <laughs> that's why I was a <laughs> mediocre trumpet player. Yeah. Um, unless there was something for me to like some challenge for me to go after. I, I mean, I would practice, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put in that work. Like I needed to put it in mm-hmm. unless I was looking towards, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be performing on Friday, or there's a concert, or there's something coming up. Then I'm like in the practice rooms, you know, doing doing drills and doing you know going over the music and doing a lot of memorization. Um, but when that when that wasn't there, like during summers, I would my 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 ability would just would spike down, and then then towards 
the start of school it would come back up right yeah. because i oh you know it's coming up so i gotta i gotta get ready for it mm-hmm. that's so interesting yeah because i'm the opposite i would hate to be have in a tribe <laughs> like i'm so like anxious that's around funny, working out with people or yeah. even working with people wow yeah and i think it's interesting because when i okay so that same mentality right because uh going back to when i was in music I would kill myself to, to beat the guy in front of me, right? Because I'm like, I'm going to take that guy down. Okay, I got him. Now I got to go to the, after the next guy. And then, but then as soon as I was like, when I was first chair for a couple, for a couple of years, then I would be like, ah, eh, all right, um, I've, I'm here now. I don't have to do nothing, right? Cause, oh, right? I see. Yeah. So I have to have, I constantly have to have somebody to compete with in my, in my mind. Yeah. And so when I'm in, like I do the cycle classes, I, I know I am not anywhere near being the best writer in there but i always find somebody like yeah i'm gonna kick that guy's ass right yeah. that guy's yeah. <laughs> right? they have no idea that you have, have all this in your head they, and you're like we're racing he doesn't know it <laughs> but maybe he does <laughs> why do you look at me that way <laughs> all right buddy you're, you're going down <laughs> meet you at the finish line yeah. sucker and i break his machine i get the yeah <laughs> you tanya harding <laughs> <laughs> i would totally be the tanya harding I have to be like, oh, you think so graceful, huh? How you gonna, how you gonna do that jump with a broken knee? Huh? Slashes tires outside. <laughs> Look at who's the real winner now. <laughs> Yo, it's just a cycle class. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> He's like uh, their first time there. And like, I kicked your ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But that's that that that's definitely true for a lot of people. I read an article about how, uh, yeah, like in general, people they did like. A testing with like your heart rate and calorie burns mm-hmm. and like they put through two different subjects or uh through like the same workout one of them in a group and one of them individually and an average i think they did it a couple of times and an, an average the person that was in a group burned more calories because they had it they felt like they needed mm-hmm. to try harder you know because people were watching them so whatever gets the job done man yeah and that's kind of my <laughs> point right is that um if you're listening and you're wondering, well, what 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 is the motivation, right? Because yeah. some people watch videos of the rock. Some people, you got to figure out what what uh, what gets you going, yeah, right. And look at your past and see where 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 in your life have you been um, at the top of your game and why were you there, yeah. right? I can look now that I'm thinking about it, there's every every situation where I've been where I felt like I was competitive or I thought like mm-hmm. I was at the top of my game was because I was. I was in the same, I was in the hunt with somebody else for the same thing. Yeah. Uh, whether that be uh, music, whether that be education, I, I dropped out of school in when I was, um, I dropped out of, out of college when I, you know, shortly after I started uh, and I bounced around for a couple of years. And then when I went back to community college to try to get back in, I was having a miserable time until I was around other people um, that I was in classes consistently with. And I felt like I wanted to beat them. Mm. right (laughs) so yeah so every situation right and i I don't see them as enemies i just i want to be at the top of that list right so um you know the the you know so it makes sense that i i went into the beer industry right yeah everywhere i've i've competed it's just super competitive yeah it's yeah it's so interesting here what everyone's different motivations are like to or what sources of motivation because for me like a motivating factor is like the thing is I've I've always been a twig my entire life. Never applied myself physically other than like playing basketball. Yeah. Um so the big motivator, the thing that cuz it feels different now. 
Like it feels very possible and I'm really sticking to it. And the reason it feels that way is because I have structure. Having a, a, a map, a instructions, like like building IKEA furniture is easy for me. I love it because you have instructions. Oh wow. If I was <laughs> if I bought furniture at like, I don't know, an office depot, like uh-huh. a desk, yeah. The instructions for those are vague, complicated, and yeah. uh, confusing. I hate building anything that's not very clearly laid out for you. Yeah. But now I have an instruction, uh, like a, a game plan, a roadmap. It's like a checklist type Basically. Thing. And yeah. now, like, that's my motivation. Because now I can go in there, not have any sort of uh, confusion or or lack of uh, clarity in terms of what I'm doing, what I'm targeting, what I'm, what my goals are, because I have it all laid out and, and yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. And so how, how are you feeling, man? I mean, you said you're like a week and a half or two. So the first week was, uh, uh, I ended that week, uh, the first uh, four day routine. I got an ocular migraine on Friday, which basically means uh, you will experience uh, either on the extreme end loss of vision or flashing lights for me it was my right eye and my blind spot my periphery I, I started seeing a zigzag of lights a flashing like throbe and that lasted for about 20 to 30 minutes and I told my I was at work and I was telling my boss like dude does anyone see these lights like these <laughs> lights are flashing I'm like does anyone see this and everyone was just like what is going on and my boss was like oh i think i know what you're i you need to take some caffeine right now you need to drink some caffeine take some advil because you're about to experience an ocular migraine and i did and i had to go home turn off all the lights and i had a piercing headache wow dude and i think that was my body responding to me like jumping into working out for the first time mm-hmm. with modifications to my diet where I've significantly reduced the amount of food I'm taking in because yeah. I don't need that much. Right. So that paired with the working out, I think just snapped. My brain just like yeah. was like, you're killing yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. But it wasn't. It's just the thing is it wasn't too much. Right. It's just I have n- the threshold right. for what's normal for me was super low because I had never done anything like this before. So my body was just noticing this new pattern, this new thing that it's never done before and, mm-hmm. and interpreted it as, oh, you're about to right. die. Right, yeah, exactly. So, that makes sense, for sure. Yeah. And what do you, uh, I don't know, uh, you don't have to jump into details, but what are you uh, consuming now or what's your like typical diet? Yeah, so I would I would eat out a lot. Uh, like I would order food more than cook food. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you order? Like fast food. Like I would Damn. get off work around eight or nine. I'm like, I can't, I can't cook anything right now. Let me just, let me just get like a, like Jack in the box chicken sandwich Damn. or like, just like shit like that. Was it yummy? Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Why are you touching your nipples? Like? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say that, but Wes is twisting his nipples. <laughs> Can you, did you put ranch in them? <laughs> Wes, keep your shirt on. Jeez. Oh, gross. Um, but now what I'm doing is I am doing, uh, it's pretty just general. Like I don't eat before I work out. I just work out first thing in the morning, like around seven. Then I come home and I'll have a rotating option of protein, whether that's Greek yogurt, um, some eggs, some chicken, just, uh, and like general protein, heavy carbless breakfast options. Okay. Um, and then lunchtime salads with some protein 
And then dinner, I will also have just like leaning into the protein of things and reducing uh, like heavy carbs in, in in the forms of like fried rice right. or or noodles. Like I would eat a lot of Asian food. Like yeah. I love Asian food, but like uh, cutting out a lot of those like oily carbs yeah. and and really leaning into healthy sugars like fruits vegetables um yeah and just sort of having a more streamlined lean diet something that yeah. is uh, well within mind what i should be consuming versus binging and like also not smoking weed right. i mean i still do only but i've made a rule of only doing it on the weekends oh okay cool hmm. so are you are you cooking a lot of your meals now or are you yes. okay yes. so are you are you seeing a difference in your bank account no, no. It's well, yes. Because now you spend it on no. Uh, I on mean, it, it's it's like it's like it's like a slight mm-hmm. savings. Uh, yeah. But w- what I what I'm noticing I need to do is I need to go to the grocery store twice a week because uh, I need to order very small portions. I mm, think that's what, what I do. part of the big reason I didn't do grocery shopping is I'm like, oh man, all this food goes bad mm-hmm. in a, such short of time. I'm yeah. like, oh, I need to buy very small portions. Come back during the weekend a few days later. Yeah, I literally I'll shop like Saturday or Sun or Sunday, and then I'll shop again like on Wednesday or Thursday. Just yeah, to it's make so it, important yeah. because then you'll most of your food will go bad if you try to top load it for like a week mm-hmm. and a half. Like if you're trying to shop for a week and a half worth of groceries, most of that's going to go bad. Yeah, hmm. no, for sure. That the reason I asked because you you you're doing fa- you you said you before you were doing fast food and like doing stuff like Postmates and there's you know you take a you take a nine dollar meal and then you add Postmates mm-hmm. charges or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's great, man. It sounds like you got it. You got it dialed in. It's really, it's really created this domino effect where I'm working out, so I'm consuming less unhealthy food because of the diet. So like my bank account is becoming leaner, mm-hmm. and like it just, it's this really interesting. Like during the day, my energy is pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my mental acuities, like I'm a lot more focused. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say like regardless of whether your bank account has like uh you know like whether you're spending less or spending the same in my opinion the reality is is you know whether even if you're spending the same amount of money like you're spending it on quality food and something that's actually helping your body so you're already spending that money so you know it's one of those things where it's like well shit i was already spending it so yeah and and uh i like to make routines out of the groceries also like i'll have a list of things i'll buy at this part of the week and then i'll have another like today sunday you mentioned the farmer's market i have a routine like i have some go-tos that i like to pick up at the farmer's market just like some yeah and also at the farmer's market you buy smaller portions Mm -hmm. whereas the, the grocery stores they provide a ton of food. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes, like people who are single or living alone uh, don't need that much packaged yeah. arugula. Like I don't right. need this much arugula. I need Same. half of this. Yeah, exactly. So I go to the farmer's market and get stuff like that where I can get portions that meet my needs. Nice. That's super dope. You sound like a really organized dude. I'm very, oh, very organized. Yeah. I'm like a really like a bookworm. Like when you mentioned like you had experience going to the gym growing up, my my comfort zone is like like there's this uh there's this place in uh, Glendale called Game House. Mm. It's a board game cafe. You pay like five dollars to play their library of board games, 
and I'm sort of a gym rat equivalent of this board game cafe. Well, I'll go in there and I'll see people playing Monopoly. I'm like, you f- losers. <laughs> wow. You're going to play Monopoly? What are, we, are we children in here? <laughs> and I pull out this massive European game yeah. that requires like an hour of setup, three hours of playing. That's such a that's such a good point, man, because I'm on the other side of that where like I've honestly never played uh board games or have had game what they call game nights because I was like the idea of playing this complex games intimidates me and makes me feel like an idiot the only time I started playing board games was with Albert and we've only done it a handful of times but that's because I trust Albert and Zig and a couple other people that played with us but like I've been invited playing at times to like game night I'm like I don't I don't know any of these games. I don't want to sit there and look like a fucking idiot or like a But like loser. strength training, you have to... Like the games I played with you those first times are games that are relatively accessible. Like yeah. the thing is, I'm not... Like the part of the workout routine that my coworker developed for me was built around strength training with... Uh, I don't know. What do you call that? The bar? The, the steel bar? The... Just like the... To do like... Yeah. Like he... Everything is built around literally working with heavy weights or like uh, mm-hmm. in the weight room. Yeah. Where, but I'm... Le- I can't do anything. I can't do that. I don't feel comfortable with that stuff. Yeah. I don't know how heavy it is. I'm just like... So what I'm doing is I'm working with the machines that have it all laid out yeah. so I can build a foundation where right. I can eventually go play more complicated board games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I want... I, I started playing Monopoly, and, and I, I, it's a joke. I'm not, like, secretly judging them, but I'm like, oh, you have so... There's so much more cool stuff right. here. Right, yeah. That, you know, once you get bored of Monopoly, you'll take up a more complicated game Yeah. that's kind of still relatively accessible. Then you'll go play that really, really complicated game. Yeah. But that's equivalent to the strength training like i don't expect people to do pull-ups like like i tried doing a pull-up i can't do a pull-up it's really hard <laughs> shit's harder than it seems it's right? really hard <laughs> and so i do assisted pull-ups where i have this little leg thing that yeah. I, I stand on yeah and you put weight on it and it helps you elevate yeah counter lever system yeah yeah and it's great that like that is so necessary for me because i can't jump in deep like head first into all this stuff because i will break myself (laughs) nice yeah you know bringing up games uh, i am classically bad at games terrible as competitive as i am i avoid like board games and stuff like that i'm just terrible at i've always been really bad at like video games um i i enjoy them but as soon as it gets um serious i'm like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) (laughs) well there's a there's a ton of different types of games like nerds like There's 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 a subset of games called social deception where it's uh-huh. basically poker style gameplay where you're just sort of trying to like if you're like mafia or werewolf but uh-huh. like complicated versions of that where you're you're you have an identity your role in the game is to kill people or like defeat mm-hmm. other people but no one knows who you are hmm. so part of that is like it's a social like bluffing type game which mm. is less reliant on the mechanics and structures of like really intense board games and those I find are a lot of fun because as an improviser, as a comedian, like it's a challenge to like, pre- like pretend that you're part of yeah. someone's friend, but you're really about to betray yeah. them. But I mean, that's just who you are as a person. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So. I pretend my, <laughs> it's, yeah, easy. it's, I backstab everyone when yeah. I can, <laughs> I'm only your friend. Cause I'm, it's leading towards that knife twisting yeah, in your exactly. back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super dope though, man. That, uh, so how are you going to measure your, uh, th- 
your success like do you have a plan i don't know because i mean the my coworker keeps asking me what are your goals and i'm like i don't know i i, I think on principle i'm trying to lose weight in my midsection partially because my family has a history of heart conditions mm. and so i'm seeing my midsection really build up and i'm like oh that that eventually will lead to heart conditions that run in my family yeah and so that was like a big like thing for me um so i think ideally slimming down but now like part of the reason i never considered working out is because i never considered myself being able to get toned or Mm -hmm. like really like sculpting i'd never considered that yeah now that i have a structure and routine i'm gonna keep sticking with it for general health reasons yeah but i might kick it up a notch to become hugh jackman oh i mean maybe yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's the thing is everything like doors so many doors have opened up having this structure I'm like, oh, it's possible. You just need a game plan. Right. And so now I'm just assessing. I'm going to keep building a really strong foundation for myself. And then I'll assess, like, do I want to push myself more? Mm -hmm. Because I've always been comfortable just being healthy. Right. And right now I'm not. I don't feel healthy. But now, you know, having worked out and doing dieting, I feel a lot better. Yeah. I mean, that's a step in the right direction, like, for anyone, not just for you. Think, like, once you start even just doing walks or hikes, right? Like you're just like, oh shit, all of a sudden I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's super important to have a real clear picture about what you want, right? Right, and then, you know, what what you'll find, and it's true of all goal setting, is you, when you start to approach your goal, you're, you're, at that point, your goal has already changed, right? The moment you take a step forward towards it, it's a constantly evolving door, or uh, goal, I should say. Um, and so maybe you should treat the whole thing as a game, right? Almost like a leveling up. That's exactly right? what I'm training is. Like I, I would play these computer games where all you would do is develop your avatar. Like you mm-hmm. would p- level up specific skills. So like you if you're a, world, a magician. Well, the Warcraft guy? Exactly. You got to <laughs> buff up that intellect. Did you disappear between the years of 2005 oh, sure. and 2006? <laughs> and my coworker, he, the one that like developed this whole plan for me, he's a huge World of Warcraft player still to this day. Oh, really? He's been playing for over a decade. And so his structured plan, I'm like, oh, this almost seems like a video game guide. Like, this seems like something you would read as you're playing a video game. Is that the game that... Go- no, that's not the game that can go on for, like, a year or anything? It, no, it, so it's an online game. So you play online, and it, it, South Park made a pretty funny parody episode in, like, yeah. 2006. It, mm-hmm. But it's it, it's a collaborative thing where you're when you play, you're constantly playing with other people. Yeah. In this massive world. I was in college in 2005 from 2004 to 2005 I was going to UC Berkeley and my roommate and the guy across the hall both got in really deep into World of Warcraft when it first came out like and it got so bad that we had to have a uh, intervention for this guy named Danny Um, he disappeared literally disappeared the guy is brilliant right is this guy was we were he was a transfer student I was you know we were all in the transfer dorm he was like 18. He's one of these kids that like gr- graduated high school early, went, you know, went to community college and then at the age of 18 was now a transfer student, right? Yeah. 2 years into school. And then he ran into World of Warcraft. He was a gamer. One, you know, just probably in that same realm as you. And then he it just absorbed him to the point where we we're like, dude, you got to get out. We got to we yeah. got to break your door down. Um and then, you know, he continued to play and then he got my, my roommate involved and they were in this guild and they were so attached to this guild and they both realized they needed to stop playing the game, but they couldn't 
bring themselves to just break up with the, with the guild. So they invent they they faked my roommate's death online. What? <laughs> Whoa! Oh God, As a pretext for the other one to say, "Look, man, uh, life is just too short." Yeah. Right. And I'm like, why? Just unplug the fucking thing. Don't go online. They're like, no, we can't. We can't do that. Like, just unplug it. Just fucking cancel your account. Hey, you know they don't. I'm not on your side, Drew. That was necessary. Once you develop a guild, uh, you don't know how much responsibility goes into that. It's like the mafia. Once you're you're in, you can't get out, man. Yeah, you're part of a gang, basically. (laughs) And the only way out is death. (laughs) Yeah, they. And I'm like, are you serious? I go, you guys are kidding around, right? You're not really like, no. We had to, we had to tell, like, we had to build it up, right? Because, yeah, you know, once that, once he died, quote unquote, died, then, it, then I can't quit right away. I have to, it has to be like maybe ten days afterwards, <laughs> right? Oh. And he goes, and I'm gonna purposely be bad at the game so that it looks like my skill is is oh, falling yeah. off, and yeah. I'm gonna be making mistakes so that they're mm. they're probably ready to, for me to go. Then I'm gonna say I just can't do it anymore. Jesus, <laughs> just, that's crazy. Like, guys are crazy. That's yeah. insane. But I mean, I I relate to that sort of compulsive, yeah, addictive mm-hmm. thing, especially with video games. Uh, the fortunate thing is that I I think I might be open to leaning into that in terms of strength training, which, uh, you know, I'll keep checking in with myself, making sure I'm not pushing myself too hard. But I am starting to realize about three weeks in that I want to up it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to be very mindful that I don't lose myself in it as well. Right. I would say, I would say that, you know, the, you should sit down and, and figure out what those levels are. Right. Because then you'll have that thing to look forward to. And I could, I could tell you right away, if you're on machines, that leveling up to, to uh, free weights is going to be a big jump. Yeah. Right. Because, um, the, the machines are great because you're right. They absolutely, they'll get you started. They'll get you going. But there's, there's such a difference between, having like even from like having a bar versus having two two weights two with weights. the same exact weight yeah. when you start to push that like let's say you're doing a chest press when you start to push that up all of a sudden it introduces stabilizer muscles yeah. that you're not getting with with the machine right the machine you can you can get which is a good thing yeah which is a great thing yeah yeah so the, the the machines really uh dictate your form so you're not yeah. messing up yeah. hurting yourself yeah like i do butterflies on a machine to, to this day because i just when i when i sit there with the weights out you know, yeah. out in the butterfly bait, I feel like they're all over the place. I just feel like I'm going to hurt myself. Me too. Me right? too. Yeah. So I, I, and I like that machine, right? Cause it's really controlled. But like when I do, um, when, when I lift weights on and do the chest press now, I it either has to be a bar or it has to be free weights. Right. Cause yeah. it, otherwise it just doesn't feel like I'm doing like the dumbbells. work anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Someday I'll, I'll level up to butterflies with yeah. actual, you know. Yeah, weight. for sure. Well, that's cool, man. That's uh super tight. Um, should we go into our week yeah. or? Go ahead. Cool. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save the best for last. <laughs> Save the best for last. <laughs> um, so as you know, we usually go into our week and mm-hmm. talk about yeah. our Yeah, and I'm here to uh, do live commentary. Okay, great. Uh, Wes told me I should <laughs> fat shame, which is something I don't <laughs> think I'm going to do, but I will uh, electrocute them every time. Great. Yeah, he's got a taser up. now. Yeah, I got a taser. <laughs> so just cattle, be careful. It's a cattle prod. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a really good week. So I um well I shouldn't say I had a really good week. I uh <laughs> I had fuck. <laughs> um I had my brother in town the last uh, weekend, and I think I mentioned that on the podcast. And he's my oldest brother. We get along really well. We uh, we're probably the closest, um, just naturally, because uh, we kind of grew up together. I don't want to go into that, but we're just the closest, just because uh, of the way the cookie crumbled back then. Um, but 
we're pretty tight. We're very alike. Some people even say we look alike. Only he's like a white version of me. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he brought his family out, and Friday night we got pretty drunk, and uh, then we had beers on Saturday, and then Sunday I did the podcast, and then you know they were at Universal Studios. I ate pretty well, except for Sunday night we went to dinner. We had Korean barbecue, which in theory can be. Re- decent it could be good because you know you cut out the carbs but did i do that nope went in on the potato salad (laughs) (laughs) i uh went in on the rice and uh and then i had four beers with my brother combined so like we shared you know how like uh in korean barbecue you get the small glasses they're like seven ounce glasses and you just share a beer or whatever so um so that happened on Sunday, and then Monday I went and had sushi with uh, Robbie, which uh, you know was also not too healthy because I had a shit ton of rice, right? Yeah, but sushi in terms of uh, the scale of things you can be consuming, sushi sure. is relatively oh for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just getting a ton of carbs from the actual rice. Exactly, exactly. Can I interrupt sashimi? you real quick? Sure. Because like what you're what you're sharing with or about like. Uh, spending time with people like I find that like I'm before I was in diet mode or workout mode I'd always be like like uh, a friend of mine would always be working out and mindful of his mm-hmm. diet and I always have to I'm like oh let's go eat let's go eat some Thai food he's like I don't I can't eat Thai yeah. food and I always like in the back of my head I'm like man I really want Thai food <laughs> but now I'm on the flip side of it yeah. and I'm like it's hard to go out with people yeah. so I don't go out with people anymore because yeah. I don't want to inconvenience anyone right because i need to stick to this but like it's it's unavoidable oh yeah uh, eating out with people so like like it's if hard. you want to have a social life yeah you know what i mean it's really hard and i talk about it a lot on the podcast with like even comedy too like there's always be- there's always beer, free beer, beer around yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we went to the comedy store and we had <laughs> it's a two drink minimum coffee and water we right? had coffee yeah. and water and there was a part of me that was like we're gonna get made fun of because everybody's sitting there with a beer or yeah. like hard liquor and we're sitting there with two water bottles <laughs> and a coffee with cream and sugar in front yeah. of us and I'm thinking oh look at these two guys right and I was just thinking uh, it, we're asking you for trouble I hid my water bottle I don't know if you I know, cut, I saw cut that, that <laughs> I was like what are you doing <laughs> I, almost, I almost asked you I think almost everyone's asked the got one, it out for you Drew. I do they do what do you mean they don't <laughs> I wanted I was this close to telling that waitress bring it bring that bo- bring that coffee in a uh, in a in what a you would picture? put a, in, a, in scotch right make it look like it's like like uh like it's you should have ordered tea if you wanted to look like scotch <laughs> it's it's like a you know and it's clear yeah, right? so, yeah. So. you gotta you gotta remember like half of those comedians are probably sober because they probably partied hard and now mm-hmm. they're recovered and they're like yep i don't know if you saw like half of them were drinking water and yeah. half of them were drinking alcohol yeah. yeah but we're not the comedians we're at a bar right <laughs> <laughs> we're just regular people <laughs> but to speak to the the struggle of going out i haven't gone out too frequently uh with people uh, after doing this diet but it's come like last yesterday my sister flew in from portland and we went to alvera street mm, we ate at this restaurant damn. in la placita there's some mariachi going on and we i ordered uh, a meal that i normally wouldn't order because i was somewhere where i wouldn't normally be right yeah on my own and i mean that was sort of the first eye-opening time where i'm like oh i'm in order to be social sometimes you got to consume stuff yeah but unless you're tom cruise yeah (laughs) (laughs) unless you're yeah an alien yeah seriously Uh, 
but so, I mean, that's going to be a reoccurring or a returning theme is just like, how do you stick to your guns while also being social? You should wear a, a bracelet that says WWJD. What, what does that stand for? What would Jackman do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the J stands for Jesus, no? Well, for you, it'll stand for Jackman. Yo, Jesus is swole, though. <laughs> yeah. He's buff. <laughs> He's straight up paleo, man. <laughs> but <laughs> He also did a fasting, right? Yeah, he fasted, yeah. He's I mean, it wasn't his choice, but... <laughs> Yeah, also getting your ass kicked several yeah. days before dying. <laughs> and then he uh, he did a lot of uh, equivalent to weightlifting. He lifted a cross all the way through the town. Yeah, that's true. It's that's like true. crossfitting. That's yeah, true. it's crossfit, dude. Yeah. Crossfit, <laughs> dude. Jesus, Jesus crossfit. invented crossfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, funny. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so so I think a lot of it is, you know, we I felt the pressure. I was, you know, just self-conscious about an, a comedian pointing something like that out. Yeah. But what made but it was easy because we were both there and we had a both we were both in the same so you're mindset. Like, if I'm going down, this motherfucker's yeah. going down with me. Well, not just that, but <laughs> we were we were in the same mindset. Like you you made a commit. You said that you don't want to drink until your birthday, which is, right. you know, something like so 35 days from 35 to 36 days from now right yeah. um and i would i didn't want to drink either no. but i can guarantee you if i was there with like say my our our, our common friend uh pablo mm-hmm. he'd be like what do you mean you're not gonna drink with yeah me? right <laughs> <laughs> so that makes a big difference yeah. so picking who you are and then being able to tell like 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 you know I've, there's been plenty of times where like i've gone out with pablo and he wants to, he wants you know that guy goes deep every time yeah for sure right um and I'm like, hey man, I just, I just don't want, you know, it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it because, you know, it, it, it's just one beer. But then, oh look, now I feel like snacking, and now oh, it's bar food, and all. You, you gotta know yourself and be able to, to have yeah. that restraint. And then, you know, when you go out, you gotta know. <laughs> yeah. Who you're going, well, who you're partying with right? for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I've, I've slowly over the last two years have walked away from certain friendships that there some of them are still my friends and I still you know text and we'll chat from time to time but like I know they're not doing me any favors and like that that's not to say that I'm evolving and becoming better than them as it is more like you know for them that's their lifestyle and I respect it I'm not gonna sit here and be like yo that's wrong that you're drinking you know five times a, a week but for me I've noticed I went over for like uh eight or nine months once or like two about a year and a half two years ago and i saw some great changes and it was a double-edged sword because when i started drinking again it uh it fucking it was just like it really affected me so like now when i drink it really fucks with me like i get a lot of inflammation i get bloating i don't feel good um so it really started like get my my effects get worse you know so that's why you know, it's not even so much a challenge now to not drink as it is more like it literally doesn't feel good anymore. Like, I'm so, I don't know if that's just part of like getting older and my priorities are changing where I'm like, it's not worth having four or five hours of drinking on a Friday night and then like babysitting that hangover Saturday and part of Sunday. You know what I mean? And uh, part of me uh, eating sushi on Monday was like partly like I had a hangover and I only had four beers. And it wasn't that I was drunk, I was buzzed, but I wasn't drunk. 
But even just like those four beers or like, you know, two beers, if you really uh, think about it, because we shared those beers, they, they just kind of fucked with me, man. And like I had a lot of inflammation. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just more so like changing priorities, man. Like, like I didn't feel even remotely judged on Friday night because it was more about like, man, I just don't want to be fucking hungover tomorrow. I have so much shit to do, you know, which was yesterday. I got a shit, uh, a shit ton of stuff done, you know? Nice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so Monday I had sushi and, uh, and then Tuesday I started, wait, Tuesday four. Yeah. Tuesday I started a, uh, carnivore challenge. Um, have you heard of carnivore diet? Uh, what dinosaurs eat? Yes, exactly. So I'm going around looking for car- uh, for uh, dinosaurs and <laughs> eating them. <laughs> Basically, Fred Flintstone. Now. Wait, you're looking for dinosaurs? <laughs> Wes, dinosaurs are extinct. Bro, trust me, I'm gonna find one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's a diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> um, What's the kind of carnivore diet? So I've been kind of messing with it. I I found out about it, uh, you know, about a month and a half ago, and I've been like messing with it and. It's had really good effects on me. Um, so I decided there's like this 30 day challenge where all you eat is fat and meat. Like that's all you eat. Um, I was very skeptic about it cause I was like, that can't be right. Like there's no way that's not good for you. Um, did a shit ton of research effects on like most people have been nothing but great. Like a lot of their chronic il- illnesses have gone away. Um, a lot of inflammation has gone away. A lot of gut bacteria has gone away and the gut bacteria which is like something that i read up on that usually is uh linked to like a body like gaining weight and then also like skin problems and i guess the research that they've done um and it's anthony gustin just in case anybody wants to look it up dr anthony gustin did some research on it it turns out we consume way more fiber than our body is supposed to like at a primal rate you know Mm -hmm. So what that fiber turns into is like your gut bacteria starts to consume that and it ferments it and it creates more bacteria. Hmm. And so now you need more fiber to like process that. But you're like, it's like a, it's like getting, it's like snowballing essentially. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that is cured by like reducing your fiber intake. Right. Um, Anyway, I don't want to dive too much into it, but uh, there's a, there's a good like five or six tribes uh, that one, like the Inuit, um, and then some Western African like uh, tribes that, and some Asian ones too, uh, that survived on nothing but uh, on nothing but actually just meat and fat. Con- That's uh, interesting. I, my only hesitation is like cholesterol in terms of the meat you're consuming. Yeah. That's like a big concern for me, as I mentioned about the heart history of heart conditions. So just making sure, like, yeah. how do you consume meat that doesn't contribute to? So here's the thing. So the argument, the jury's still still out for this, but the argument is that the reason why it has been linked, uh, why heart disease has been linked to meat and high fats and high cholesterol is because what accompanies that meat, which is like bread or carbs or that sort of thing. So that's why you're accumulating a lot more uh, higher uh, cholesterol. The theory is that uh, and there are people who have been on a carnivore diet for 20 years and they are still alive and kicking. And the theory is that high LDL cholesterol levels aren't necessarily a bad thing. 
um, as long as you're not consuming like carbs with it or sugar or any starches like that. Yeah. Um, I pulled up this uh, research paper that came up and I'll just read a little bit through it. I might skim through a little bit, but uh, it says here it's a uh, meat and heart disease and it's uh, they did research on Point Hope, Alaska, which is a uh, or mostly meat diet was still being consumed due to the isolated location. Uh, they were the subject of a research study that was published in 1972, and I'll read this real quick. Uh, the inhabitants represent one of the few remnants of the Eskimo whale, sea, and walrus hunting cultures in the world. Average total daily caloric intake was approximately 3,000 calories per person, ranging from 2,300 to 4,500 calories. Approximately 50% of the calories were de derived from fat, 35% from protein, and carbohydrates accounted for about 15 to 20 percent of the calories those carbohydrates were turned in uh, by the protein itself because your body only like uh can actually take so much uh protein at once mm. so it turned into uh, uh glycogen okay yeah uh glycogen which is basically animal starch from the uh grain products were scarce and although sucrose was not unknown the average adult ingested less than three grams per day primarily from sweetened tea or coffee this is the result uh researchers found that the incidence of heart disease among point hope residents was 10 times lower than in the general caucasian population wow. of the united states wow that's interesting yeah i mean the other day i didn't have any groceries uh all i had was like this cooked chicken breast i had from the day before i'm like i'm just gonna eat this for breakfast and i'm like oh that was super simple yeah like just eating <laughs> a chicken breast i cooked before the night yeah. before i'm like can i do this all the time yeah I don't know. so i mean the carnivore diet might be something to look into yeah and i mean obviously for everyone listening I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, suggesting that you do this. If you do this, do the research. And like, there is research out there, such as what I just read. Uh, this one comes from di di diagnosis diagnosisdiet.com slash all meat diets slash Russian news <laughs> slash fake news. Fake, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that's one study. They have several here. They have one from Africa as well, where uh, you know sixty six percent of the calories were from fat, and thirty five percent. And Americans advice to keep. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go too much into it, but we could post it on our podcast so people could read it because it, it's a pretty detailed uh, research paper, and I think it's worth reading. Talked about obesity as well. So yeah. Anyway. So, I started that on Tuesday. I started a, a strict carnivore diet, which consists of just meat and dairy. Um, obviously, you don't want to go too heavy on the dairy, but meat and dairy, that's all I ate. Um, cooked the meat in its own fat. Uh, and this week, despite the fact that I ate, like, shit Sunday and I drank... Um, and then I ate sushi on Monday. I came in at 288 pounds flat okay. today. So that is a loss of two. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I put 2,088. Nice. Uh, which would have given you a significant. That's two gain. tons. <laughs> Less. Great. 4.2 pounds, brother. Yeah. Damn. So that's in How dare five you? days. How dare you? <laughs> and honestly, I feel great, man. Like, uh, I notice that the fattier the steaks, the longer I can go without eating. 
Um, I'm eating about two steaks a day. And Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I eat one right around lunchtime and then another one right around 5 o'clock, and then I'm good for the rest of the day. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to, and in the morning, I'll have a coffee with heavy cream, um, and that's it. I don't add any sugar or anything, so... Uh, it's, it's working, man. I feel great. Uh, I think you've seen my hands before. Like they're usually have a lot of inflammation. Like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm feeling really good, man. So Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Stick with it. Keep us updated. Yeah. So I'm going to do it for 30 days. Um, there's no long-term research done other than like what I just read. And that was, you know, but no modern day research done on it. I mean, these people were raised on meat only. So it's it's interesting to see what would happen for someone like myself who grew up on a Western modern Western diet and uh, and then switching over to carnivore. So yeah, so that was my week. So I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. Good job, man. That's that's amazing, man. That's good to hear. Um, I on the other hand had a terrible week. Um, I got no excuses, man. I gained weight. I gained two pounds. Oh jeez. Yeah. And um, so last week I was uh, 335.2, and uh, I had lost 2.2 pounds, Mm -hmm. and I basically gained all that back because I came in at 337. Actually, more than 2 pounds. Hold on. 337.4. So. All right, bust out the taser, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm always. (laughs) I'm very interested in how you guys uh, track the weight because it like i mean like uh with variances of like five pounds that varies right sure it goes up and down so like long term is that what you guys are tackling or addressing i mean for the sake of the podcast i think what we agreed on doing is doing it because it's very numbers driven but i also use the measuring tape and i'll use like specific shirts where i'm like can i fit in this oh no i can't oh yes i can so I'm starting to fit into other shirts right now. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah. That, that I forgot to mention this. That was another big reason I started dieting because I couldn't fit into my clothes anymore. Yeah. Um, so like my button down t-shirts wouldn't button it down anymore. I'm so like, you were faced with either buying new clothes or losing yeah, weight. Yeah. yeah. And losing weight is cheaper. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so part of the reason I like, I sort of uh, stay away from uh, doing calculations on weight and like, sh- like, looking at myself in the mirror too frequently because i know that i don't respond well to negative uh stimulations i really am about just like feeling positive in terms of growth like Mm -hmm. i don't like i mean it's a matter of like punishing versus uh validation like Mm -hmm. i don't deal well with punishment or just like i just it makes it worse for me so what do you mean by punishment like to i I know you guys do that fine that money thing where like if you guys uh, indulge yourselves in whatever way yeah. or the the steps you yeah. pay money i would not be able to do that like i would find ways to make more money to make that work <laughs> and like you're like a millionaire and you're like yeah <laughs> but the thing is like that does not motivate yeah, me. what not motivates really. me is uh just feeling positive and like like yeah. negative those are just weaker for me it reminds me of you know monster zinc Mm-hmm. where they would scare the children and that would fuel their right. energy. And then they found out laughter was a way more right. powerful e- energy source. I feel that way where mm. it's, it's diminishing returns. So for me, I, I like, I, I will invest in a scale cause I do need to keep track of this stuff, yeah. but it's something that I'm really scared of. Like it just yeah. doesn't make me feel great. Yeah. It's not the end all be all in my opinion. And I think we had that discussion off air for a while. We were like, well, should we weigh ourselves? But 
for the sake of the podcast, right? It, it yeah. seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's real important to bring up again because again we got to remember that not everybody has listened to from from the beginning. So, um, in the inception, we wanted to we wanted to we wanted it to have so that we could have the metrics, right? So that we could look at it long term. And so part part of the you know we keep track on a on a spreadsheet. You just saw me pull out the mm-hmm. iPad and punch our our weight. So you'll look at our scale and you'll see us dip down and then we'll, we'll have you know spikes up and back you know. And, and I, but the, the general trend is going down, right? Um, but um, two things. One is that it holds us accountable, right? Because it's it, it if we're we're having if we're skidding into into uh, into a spike, it it's a wake up call to say, okay, now it's real. I have to I have to turn it around, right? Um, but number but but the other thing is um, you have to be comfortable with that, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a lot early on. Is if if you're you know, at the very beginning, I was weighing myself almost every day and I was using it as to have that that accountability up and down. And maybe I need to start doing that again. Yeah. Um, but you have to be able to look at it and not and not have it devastate you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to say, OK, you know, this is where I expect it to be. Or, yeah, you know, OK, that make a slight adjustment. Yeah. Some people can't. Right, they see that, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to California. And, I really, that's me. Right, that's yeah. me. If but, I do it every day, mm-hmm. right. I'm like, oh well, shit, I gained two pounds. Well, did fuck this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, binge eating right. for me is yeah. the solution. Oftentimes, yeah. when I yeah. feel terrible, which is a paradox because it just contributes to the negative right. <laughs> aspect of why yeah. you felt that you needed to eat California. I'm miserable, donut. and I'm gonna make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, but. But yeah, um, I don't have, I, I didn't take measurements. I should have, but I, I want to say the most satisfying metric is what you're saying is that clothes. Yeah. Like, exactly. oh, this shirt that didn't fit now or that fit too snugly. Yeah. Too, like, for example, I have a shirt that fits fine, like up here, mm-hmm. but my shoulders don't fit yet. And mm. it's, they, they, you know, they, they're, you know, they're starting to loosen up and yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to when I can put it on and be like, oh, I'm comfortable and like, yeah. I, I'll wear this out now. Type yeah. of thing, but you know, it's you know, it's uh, I keep having these spikes up, so I mean, you know, I keep extending the journey on myself. So, just to go over my week, um, th- like I said, I don't have any excuses. I, I want to own up to uh, the bad behavior, and I I was in a bad space this week, and you know, I you know, we you know, I reached out to you. Actually, you reached out to me, and then I was like, Bleh. right? <laughs> you were probably like, great. I didn't really want to hear that, <laughs> right? I was just in a in a. Uh, kind of i've been very stressed um you know i'm an entrepreneur i'm i've got a uh i've got a startup business um i've got clients it's just very slow coming and financially i'm just feeling the i'm feeling the pressure right Mm -hmm. um so i'm starting to look at getting a like getting a full-time job again um as well as you know or maybe a a part-time job so that i can continue to to, to put you know because I'm about I'm about to get busy that's kind of the ironic thing is that yeah I'm about to ramp up with with a uh, client's work but at the same time I'm feeling that that bite right yeah. so uh, it just got to me you know it's not it's not something that's new it's not something that I haven't been dealing with for the for the last six months right when you're an entrepreneur like I said a couple weeks ago you get money in waves right yeah you get a you get you get a you do a bunch of work then you there's like a dry spell then you get paid and then you know okay now you're yeah. now you're good again um, and that's just kind of like the thing. And I'm, you know, I'm sure if I was better at this, <laughs> right? yeah, I, you know, it wouldn't be so bad, but I, it just really got to me this week and, and I just, I just fell off and I was doing, you know, I was, I, I, I there was points where I just didn't care. And so when you reached out to me, it was actually a good spot in the, in the week because I really needed, 
and he really needed somebody to connect with and just just to say you know i'm having a hard time right mm -hmm. and then we went to the comedy club and that helped me out a lot right i was out here and it came at the perfect time mm. it really did um so um all i can really say is i can is i i just have to figure out you know and, and i'm really glad that we had this conversation because um i see the things that i'm missing to get me back into that that on mode yeah right um i feel like I, i'm beating a, bit, a dead horse here but i i know that i'm a competitive guy so i gotta figure out who i need to be competitive with i gotta find my tribe and when i say you know when i say com when i'm competitive i really do feel that sense i don't feel like i like i like to win but i i just want to be in the hunt mm -hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. right um so i gotta figure out how to use that how to harness that to to and so like going back to the steps challenge we were doing that but it got it got boring for us mm -hmm. because at the beginning it was you know me literally just wanting to kick this guy's ass yeah. right <laughs> hardly did it but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and then he he stopped caring so i was like meh no fun anymore right yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it was just hard man well, not that you stopped caring but yeah. we just stopped it stopped feeling like that yeah. that like it did with very really early on so but that's such a good point like there are stressors in our lives that will dictate our diet our our, our mood our behavior and like jump like getting knocked down is so real and like mm -hmm. recognizing that you need help or reaching out to people or having people reach out to you that's so helpful in getting back on that routine because like this was I was telling Wes this off the air this has been a very hard week for me and there have been times where I was like so tempted to get high and order in and out so tempted to eat wait you can order in and out well I was gonna go drive through oh yeah I was like do not tell me how <laughs> <laughs> I no I I've I looked into I was even doing the, like can ta can I task someone on TaskRabbit to go in and out for me <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, it's like the thing is like uh, sticking with it helps, but also reaching out to people, which is what I did. Like reached out to people when I felt really low. It's been a really uh, hard week. I and don't see a missed call. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I reached out to you to do the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just shocked Wes again. But the, the, if I didn't have those support systems, I would have fallen off my routine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true, man. That's real. I yeah. Mean, it's and sometimes it's just not. It, for me, I get to the point where I'm not like. Um, I guess where I feel like there's there's times when I feel like okay, I, I really could talk to somebody about this, but I don't want to. I don't want to feel vulnerable in front of them, which is really interesting, right? Because I'm no. willing to to sit here and talk about it. Um, you know, because I, I don't know what it is, and but then you know when the opportunity presents itself, then you know I'm willing to talk. But it's just I don't know, I, and I've always struggled with that, right? Like. I, uh, when I worked in logistics for a while as a as a programmer, um, I would get the the number one the number one problem that I had with my manager was I would get I would get stuck in like I would get stuck on something, and I would spin my wheels trying to figure it out on my own because I didn't want to have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Right? I was consciously like uh, you know if I'm asking for help all the time, then when I really need help, then they won't be there to. What you're you know, saying you're you're a stubborn motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I don't do things for my own good. Yeah. I do them to prove my prove, to prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you'll see that resource or that fuel exhaust you. Because then, if you don't reach out to people, if you don't have that vent, which you did when you mm -hmm. went to the comedy club, 
you get into a rut and then it just snowballs mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah so. very true um, um so yeah so so that was the week um i think i i just have to r- kind of re-take re- re- a look at what i'm doing um and just re i keep saying i got to recommit myself to the process because um otherwise what's what's the alternative right yeah you should try the carnivore diet dude I, I was i'm gonna wait for your 30 day thing so then i'll be like yeah uh, I'm, I'm hesitant too yeah. <laughs> you start looking you into it at least if you don't if i don't find you dead here on your <laughs> i feel great honestly okay. i feel really really good mm-hmm. um <laughs> well if all i could eat was gun and salad i'd be great too dude <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why it's great. Um, no, but at least start looking into it. Yeah, I will. just so that you don't, you know. You'll be my guinea pig. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I I've done plenty. I've done that with strangers because I've been following people mm-hmm. on Instagram that are on it. And I'm like, let me see how they're turning out. And sure enough, like everyone's like, oh, this is fucking great. I'm just gonna keep doing it. I don't think I'll do it forever or like do it for sixty or ninety days, but. I think I'll definitely like incorporate like avocado and that sort of stuff and like, yeah. you know, healthy fats and that sort yeah, of cause thing. Yeah, because I've done paleo before, right? Yeah. Like between 2010 and 12, I was doing paleo pretty, pretty extensively. Yeah. And I, I did really well on it. Yeah. Know? So it's not, it's not that much different, I think. For sure. Well, cool. Do we have anything else we need to cover? Uh, as far as I know, no. Do you have any plugs, Albert? Anything you want to say? Parting words? Yeah. Um, words of wisdom? Um, words of wisdom and then plugs. So words of wisdom for me is if I think it's important to like pinpoint what works for you, whether that attributes to your diet, motivation, personal things in your life, and really like uh, fine tuning your process to you. Uh, because for me, I would have never gone to a gym if I didn't realize that I need to ask for help in the form of a coworker who developed a workout routine for me develop that structure now i'm going consistently that is great um and then like also this week very tumultuous week uh but reaching out to people uh and that allows me to continue going and sticking with this diet and the workout routine um like i it's it's i'm really excited because now i know what works for me right and now i can like take that in a way uh that might be like i can build on that it's a strong foundation and i'm proud of that okay nice nice oh yeah you know before we go i'd like to set some goals and albert i'd love we'd love to have you back on i would oh thank you so much for having me i'd love to come maybe you should have consulted with me first because oh he's your friend you don't want him back i can hear you i can (laughs) oh wait you can hear west my headphones are still we're still recording (laughs) are we still recording (laughs) i thought i turned off your uh mic (laughs) i would still be able to hear you (laughs) because the headset is not a microphone (laughs) no but yeah no all kidding aside it would be dope to have you back i would love to yeah so um you know maybe down the line we get you back in um you know, early on, we would we would do weekly, we would set goals, right? And it doesn't have to be a weight goal. It can be any specific action or behavior, right, that you want to work on this week. So next time we talk to you, what should we expect? And I know we didn't really, we should have we should have prepped them. Prep yeah. them but no, no, no. I mean, it, I, since I, my goals are a little bit unclear, what I really want to do is just develop that foundation. I want to have come back on this podcast telling you that I've consistently stuck to this workout routine and diet for at least a month. And then... 
hopefully I would have a game plan on how I want to build on that foundation, whether it's toning up even further, strength training, or leaning into a diet. Because uh, I don't know what I want to do with my body. I don't know if I want to lose weight and just be slim or if I want to tone up and develop some uh, muscle mass. Uh, so it all it all depends on this foundation being solid so I have the options to go in a different direction. So next time I come back, ideally I'll have a game plan and a strong foundation. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, as for me, um, I think when I – after I'm really glad that we had this show because – um, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to identify people either in my real life or on social media, people that I can follow on Instagram um, that I perceive as consistent people that are doing the things that I want to do. So, for example, let's say I go to the gym uh, every day, every day this week it, uh, at the same time. What I'm going to be looking for is somebody who's consistently there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, all right, I got I'm going to play this game inside my hand where like we're in competition against each other. And I got to beat them. It sounds mega maniacal, but it's I'm no, but realizing, that's what I'm works realizing for you. that's what's working for that will work for me. Uh, and I may never go up and sp- speak to that person, but I'm going to be in this like, all right, he gets here at seven. I'm going to be here at six fifty nine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, that's excellent. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm going to try to do the same thing uh, in person um, because maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's what I need. So. I'll check in with you guys in a week and let you know how that worked out. Yeah, Sweet. for sure. For me, just, you know, keep fucking crushing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's just my goal keep in life. Keep being awesome. You know, just, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, my goal uh, is, I think I started this week. I, I fully intend on keeping uh, a, 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 a carnivore diet through the 30 days and B, uh, a uh, uh, stay sober till September fourth. Alcoholic. Oh God, I just love the way it hits my lips. It just <laughs> numbs me up, man. Hey, you you have our support <laughs> and our accountability and our and my taser. So yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the only other plug I have is I started a, a another Instagram page for my journey as a carnivore. So, yeah, outside of the Today Well Live. Yeah, well, I plug uh, uh, the Today Well Live podcast on there, and I'm going to do it today, too. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, my handle is LA Carnivore. Very easy. There's not a lot of us out there, so uh, handles are up for grabs. Yeah. So if you decide to do it, you should grab your handle now. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, you're not talking about your loan house? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are. Uh, there's a handful of carnivores. There really isn't many. Nice. Um, it's starting to make the news, though. It was like on Good Morning America just the other day. So yeah. it's kind of starting to become a thing. But anyway, follow me on LA Carnivore, and that's where I'm putting what I'm eating every day, basically. Uh, not every meal, because it's boring, because I eat the same thing. But I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I bought some liver today, so I'm going to eat that. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> I love liver. Even when the I was smell. a child, I just loved the taste of liver. Yeah, well, you can reach me. You can find me at Mr. Drew Garcia okay. on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at, at TWL Podcast. Uh, sorry, at TWL Podcast or at TW Lived Podcast on, on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, what about you, brother? Where can we find you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too active on too many social medias. Uh, follow me on Instagram at tacos.jpeg. Um, I'm also very proud to announce that today or last night, uh, the pilot I worked on for Adult Swim, the show I'm currently working on, uh, was aired. Uh, you can watch it for free oh, on adultswim.com. Nice. Look up Tropical Cocktails. 
Uh, cop like C-O-P? C-O-P, correct. So Tropical Cop Tells, uh, T-A-L-E-S. Uh, it's a, if you like weird humor, weird, 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 uh, loud Adult Swim type stuff, yeah. check it out. Uh, we're coming out with a full season of it sometime right. later this year, and it's really cool. So let us know what you think and check it out. Nice, man. Cool. Well, awesome. We'll check back uh, next week. Next week, I think it's just two of us, or are we having another guest? Uh, just a, just a just standard a boring show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cool. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, hit us up on our social media. If you uh, have any questions, comments, or, uh, qu- or uh, concerns about the way we run our podcast, I mean, quite honestly, we won't give a shit, but we will pretend like we do. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> no I'm just kidding but uh, definitely check us out on social media and we'll have that link up from where uh, the stuff I quoted as far as the carnivore diet um, on our show notes so uh, and then you have something right Drew um, yes I wanted to finish up by reminding people that today well live makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope so get out there and have a good day hell amen yeah. well, all right opposites <laughs> <laughs> amen or hell yeah hell whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever <laughs> you want whatever floats your boat <laughs> all right y'all have a good week <laughs>